lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Welcome in, everybody. We are back. Did you guys miss us? It's been a while. Hi, Abner. It's been a while, David. It's been a while, but I am excited that we are back. We're back at it again. We had a long um, international break, so you know we're gonna obviously preview the big upcoming game coming up here that everyone's excited about in the A. Um, a lot of soccer that went on during that break, so we got a lot of things to talk about. But Abner, first, you know I always gotta check in on you. How you doing this week? How's the weekend? What's been going on with you, man? Great, man. Great. We had a lot of games this weekend. I coached about uh, two, and Isaiah had about three games. So. It's all day on the fields, man. All day on the fields, and then you know the start of NFL football. I was always, that's always exciting to uh, get that going. Uh, you know, we you know we and you are in two fantasy leagues together, so um, we haven't faced each other yet. But I know um, I'm gonna text you um, that you know it was a good it was a good matchup. You know, and I'm sorry for your loss, but uh, but yeah, David. I mean, it's, it was exciting. I think the more excitement because the NFL football started. You know how big that is in this country. Uh, so that was really big uh, to kind of see our players go off. And, of course, your team won. The, the good old Falcons pulled it together, oh, yeah. um, which actually I did pick them in a pick them mat. It's like an eliminator bracket. So you can only mm-hmm. pick like one team. And then once you pick them, you can't pick them again. I was like, oh, they, they should win. And then they made me nervous for a little bit. And, of course, my Cowboys um, put a <laughs> put a hamburger a 40 burger on the on the giants up there so it was exciting man good weekend good all man i'm just uh ready to get work week done with david we have a match this weekend baby we do have a mass match and what would you mean sorry for my loss both my fantasy teams won no 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 and- i'm saying whenever me and you match up oh i'm gonna, oh, gonna text you and i'm gonna be i'm sorry that you lost to me i got you but yeah both both my fantasy teams started off with a win Falcons won, um, Georgia Bulldogs win, but obviously they were playing uh, Ball State, so of course they're going to win that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting, Abner, because, you know, this happens every year where we have uh, football season starts right around when MLS is starting to heat up. It's the last couple of games before we start the playoffs. So, you know, I hope that we still have the good, um, you know, attendance and people really still paying attention, especially with Messi coming on. It's always difficult because even though we don't compete with um, you know other other soccer leagues around the world, we're still competing um, because just the U.S. with having so many sports, you you know you have the the football season that just started, both pro and college. Uh, you're gonna have the baseball, you know, uh, start to go into the playoffs in October, um, and then you're also gonna get the NBA season starting in October too. So it's still always tough because that's when MLS is also get going into their playoffs. So you're still fighting fighting for eyeballs. Uh, but let's just hope that, you know, as the game continues to grow, that people are still still paying attention to the league as they did at the beginning of the season. But Abner, let's get into it. The big show comes to Atlanta this, this weekend. Atlanta United versus Inter-Miami. Game is at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Benz. Uh, expecting roughly around 70,000 people. So this is really, it's going to be fun because it's the first... Uh, I think first game that Messi is going to experience a crowd this large in the U.S. anyways. So head-to-head, uh, Atlanta's got three wins. We've got three draws, um, and we actually have five losses, Abner. So um, 
Miami has had the better better of us, especially lately, because the last time we played them, we all know we lost 4-0 in the League's Cup. Not good. And then last time we played them in the league, in league play, we lost 2-1 um, back in May with two goals from our good friend, Joseph Martinez. Uh, so Miami has whooped up on us this year. Um, but in terms of the standings, obviously we're ahead of them. We're in sixth place with 42 points. Miami is in 14th place with 28 points. Um, however, uh, <laughs> in a Miami dude, since Messi and company came, um, they, they're on beat in their last 12 games. And even this, the last game they played over the weekend, uh, they won 3-2 over Sporting Kansas City without Messi. Uh, so that's, that's kind of scary there. Um, and if, if our fans remember, uh, our last game was a 2-2 draw, uh, versus FC Dallas in, in Dallas. So Abner, first big question that I got to ask you is, is Messi going to play? Um, yeah, that's what uh, it looks like, man. Uh, so they had a friend that, well, not a friend because World Cup qualifies already, uh, which is crazy right. to think. But uh, yeah, so they had one yesterday versus Bolivia and Messi was not on the bench and he he was not, he did not start at all. So uh, that's indication that he's trying to rest and get ready because he knows how critical these uh, last couple of games for uh, Miami is going to be for them to make the playoffs. And I'm sure they're going to want to make the push. So David, um, it's, it's, um, it's turf, it's messy. It might come together come Saturday night. So uh, we'll see. Um, but you know, of course, that's the biggest story of uh, of the weekend. Uh, but you also have Joseph Martinez coming in. You um you have that. That's a uh, you know a big uh, icon for Atlanta United. Do you think he um, starts? Dude, I don't know because uh, Martino has the last started. Game. Yeah, well, he started. Uh, he started with different lineups, and then uh, so I don't know if he was just trying to give him a break. Uh, you know, because Joseph Martinez basically started every Leeds Cup. Um, so there's that chance that he might start. I hope he does. Um, I would be awesome yeah. to see him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be awesome for Miles Robinson to put him in his pocket and then, uh, <laughs> you know. So that would be I, nice. We'll but <laughs> Messi's playing with jo- Messi makes Joseph look like a all star sometimes. Um, but yeah, Abner, you know what you mentioned. I think uh, they, you know, um, Martino was tweaking with the lineup just because they played so much soccer, especially because Miami went all the way, to, you know, and won the finals. So they played a lot more games than everybody. Um, but, you know, the funny thing with Miami is everybody has been looking good. Like, obviously, Joseph has looked better with Messi coming in. Um, Campana scored two goals over the weekend. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough to see who they want to start. I think Joseph will get the start, um, you know, because with the, you know, the mind games. of, And then he scored, uh, you know, two goals against us when we play them in Miami. Um, but, yeah, I think Messi will play. I know he, we talked about it, that Messi, Messi mentioned that, you know, when he was in, uh, coming up in the academy, that he played on turf. That's not something he's not accustomed to. Uh, I know Martino, has, I thought that Martino has kind of been coy about whether Messi's going to play this Saturday or not. I think that's just a kind of a tactic to play. Um, but either way, I mean, Miami's, they've been on fire. Uh and, you know, they've got a lot of key players. Like, they've got Sergio Busquets, obviously, Jordi Alba. Kamal Miller has been playing good. you got DeAndre Yedlin there. Kramashi, who got the call-up from the national team. Farias, um, who's been playing really well, too. Um, and then you have Campana that I mentioned, the other striker. Um, I mean, Miami just has a lot of options and a lot of different players for Messi to, to feed. Um, but let's flip it to Atlanta United now, Abner. Um, in the last game, you know, against FC Dallas, we had a lot of changes that we were kind of questioning, um, 
Benita's decision on it is like, or is he resting players? It's like if he's resting players and we're about to come up on international break. Do you think we we go back to the lineups we we were we were doing for a while, um, or do you think he's gonna you know try to tweak something or, or play with the lineup we did against FC Dallas? Yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. I think I think he goes to what the lineup that was prior to the last game, uh, because I think that was the most critical, the most uh, balanced lineup. Um, exception, Mosquera comes out, and I think Saba starts from the get-go. Um, so I think that's the only tweak. Uh, Rosetto has been playing well with uh, Muyamba there and Almada. Um, you have the two wings with uh, Silva and Saba. And then you have, uh, of course, Gigi up front, uh, Miles and um, Abram, and Lennon and Wiley. I think that's the lineup you have to go with. I think that's our strongest lineup. And still, David, even with that lineup, you still have critical players coming off the bench. You have Mosqueda, who's been on a tear lately. Um, he's been really showing off, uh, showing his, um, you know, his worth. Um, you have uh, um, uh, a new guy named uh, TRA. TRA. Who just um, was announced the other day. So everything looks good to go. So he could be used as a sub. Um, no more Barry coming off the bench. Um <laughs> So yeah, David, we um, I think he goes with that lineup. I don't think he, uh, unless something happens during uh, during um, the training sessions from here to then, I don't see him changing it, David. Because I honestly, I think even with Mosqueda starting and you don't have Saba coming off the bench, I think that's still a strong lineup. Uh, but at the same time, David, we knew what happened the first time around is we were deer in the headlights in the middle, and we cannot let that happen. We have to. Uh, fortify that middle we have to put pressure on Sergio Busquets um he's I mean he's still a world-class player um even at his age so I mean obviously it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a, a lots of work from everybody to try and do that and just try to hold Messi to the best of your abilities I don't know you know I mean there's really no no mm -hmm. um formula to stop him but David I do like our chances I think it's gonna be a packed stadium now it, it isn't I don't think it's gonna be most Atlanta United fans. I think it's a lot. It could be a lot of Messi fans. Obviously, it's going to be um, some Miami fans that consider themselves Miami fans. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, but full capacity stadium. It's it's going to be awesome. It's uh, you know to see what's uh, what we have in store. I mean, it's a five o'clock kickoff, so that's kind of kind of different. I was hoping for the seven thirty, but five o'clock is not too bad. Um, you know, kind of get there early, uh, hang out, tailgate, get in the stadium, and let's get rolling. What um, what do you uh, think? Uh, do you think we see the new guy coming off the bench or not yet? Yeah, and that, and that, that was going to be my other question. You know, uh, obviously, uh, Jamal Tiare is finally here. Um, he had the press conference where, you know, it's opening up and people are asking questions. So, uh, you know, I think he is going to be on the bench. Uh, and... Um, you know, I think he, he's obviously not going to start, right? So it'd be interesting to see if he comes on in the second half, either uh, for Gigi or if he comes on, you know, depending on the game and how it's going as a second striker, potentially. Um, so we'll have to see that. Either way, I'm glad he's finally here. It took forever for his visa. He's the last player to come. Um, and Adam, just what you were saying about, you know, the lineup, I agree with you. I think that lineup is the best. Um, the only thing that does scare me is uh, Muyamba. He's had a tendency recently about giving, giving the ball away in very bad situations. Um, we can't have that luxury against Miami. Uh, obviously, you've got killers there. you got Joseph, Messi, Capana, all these players that if you give them that ball in that dangerous area, they're going to score every time. So we have to play almost a near-perfect game and uh, be perfect out the back. 
So, um, you know, that's the part that scares me, but a lot has changed since we played Messi and company when we lost 4-0. I mean, we only had barely Muyamba coming back, coming into the team. We got new players. We got a lot more um, time together now, got a lot more chemistry. So I do like our chances um, against uh, Inter Miami and Messi, but uh, it is going to be a scary game because every time you turn the ball over, you know, your, your butt cheeks are going to clench in the stadium. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, especially the counterattack that they play, man. He, um, you know, Messi and company have definitely made that team better. They've given him more confidence, given more confidence to young guys. You know, you guys saw, um, uh, what's his name again? I can't, I can't even pronounce it. Kremeshi. Kremeshi. Kremeshi, yeah, that Argentinian boy, um, you know, made his debut uh, yesterday with USA. Um, and he looked well. But, dude, when you're playing with you know your idol or even somebody at that caliber that world class you're you're gonna step up your game and you're gonna want to be better version of yourself right so how how we suffocate this team david we have to get physical yeah we have to get physical if we don't get physical it's not it's not gonna be pretty if we don't if we don't understand that this is a game that we need three points not i know they need it as much as we do but i think it's more critical that we need it uh, just for the rhythm and the, and for us to go into that match that we have to have to play physical and play our game and not fold like we did against Cincinnati and fell to their trap of playing their style of a game. We have our yeah. own style. Let's stick to it. Stick to the plan. Um, Miles Robinson, Brooks Lennon, Caleb Wiley, and Abram, you know, tighten up those shoots, shoestrings because it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, and we can't let Messi stroll through the middle of the field like we did in the last game where he's just able to cruise through the middle and pick out a pass. You cannot give them space because they will find the perfect ball. Um, so, yeah, I agree. we got to be more physical. Um, and Abner, the last thing you said, yeah, there is going to be a lot of Messi fans, um, you know, maybe, you know, quotations, Miami fans because there's a lot, more new, new, a lot more new Miami fans now. Um, and obviously, you know, these tickets are, especially if you have in the 200s and the 100s, I mean, they're going for some high dollars. So I know a lot of people are probably going to be selling their tickets, but hopefully um, there's a good contingency. I mean, I think in terms of season ticket holders, we have like 30, 35,000 people. So whenever you have a stadium that can fit 70,000 people, you have a higher chance of getting people that are, aren't for the home team. Um, you know, versus where Messi's been in smaller stadiums, where it's it's FC Cincinnati, you've got, you know, a small stadium, a majority are season ticket holders, so you still have a lot more support for the home team. So I'm hoping, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm hoping it's 70-30 Atlanta United, um, and hopefully it doesn't start to get more than that or it becomes 50-50, because then um, it's going to be really annoying. <laughs> yeah, but you also got to think, like, most of those players, uh, oh, sorry, most of those fans that are going to come in are probably going to be Messi fans. They're not going to really cheer for inter they're gonna just cheer when he gets the ball they're gonna you know be excited when he gets the ball um so i don't think they're gonna really be following the team like there's not gonna be a chance for miami or anything like that so i think it's gonna be um you know i think you know i think a united definitely is gonna be there david but at the same time tickets that you're getting for normal a hundred dollars people are probably gonna end up trying to sell it for like 300 dude i more than that probably more than that but uh, dude if i had any advice to people trying to go to the game download game time app wait maybe 30 minutes before game time just be around the area and try to get those last minute tickets because sometimes they drop just so they can make the sale you know what i'm saying so 
it's still an opportunity there to make that. You know, luckily for us, we already have our tickets uh, for the game. Yeah. Uh, David, you guys, I mean, it's like you Thank guys goodness. knew what was going on, you know, because you guys uh, <laughs> came with that package that you guys got. Um, and then me just being a season ticket holder, of course, I have the tickets already. I did get tickets for my my uh, my dad and my son. Um, so, but that was like way early um, before it was announced. I just took the risk and it paid off. So Nice. Good game. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, Abner, before I ask you the prediction of this game, um, six zero. You know, <laughs> there's a lot been things a lot going on on the uh, online and stuff about um, should you should you root for Messi or is it completely like 100 percent like they're the away team? You completely like it's just Atlanta United purely. Ah, uh, that's a tough question, David. We got to go to. You know, of course, who you follow and everything like that. I want Atlanta United to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I'll, I'll actually I'll explain it to you like this. It's like the Cowboys going up against the Falcons, and I have and I have B. John Robinson. So I want B. John to go off, get two touchdowns, but the Cowboys to win at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. I want Messi to score just to see. Hey, I witnessed him scoring. You know, real life, real time. But Atlanta can win 3-1, and that could be the only goal that Messi scores, and I'm completely happy. So, um, yeah, of course, man, you have an opportunity like this. I mean, even if, if it was Messi, if it was Ronaldo, if it was anybody, like, you know, those types of players, like Tier 1 players, you're going to be excited just to watch them play. Um, the same feeling that I had whenever I saw um, Ronaldinho come, whenever he was at AC Milan play against uh, um, a Club America. Dude, it was like obviously I didn't go for either team. I was just there to see uh, Ronaldinho play, and dude, I was not disappointed. So, yeah, I mean, I think part of you is gonna cheer for Messi um, if you're a Messi fan, and if you're a Atlanta United fan, you're definitely gonna want us to have a successful night and get get the win at home. Yep, Abner, I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, you know, you're obviously. It's a once in a lifetime experience to to see Messi play in person, uh, so you you, you kind of root for him to a certain extent. But again, uh, I don't mind him having a great game or a good game as long as you know Atlanta United comes out on top. So that's all that matters to me. But either way, it's going to be a fun, exciting environment. I mean, it's probably going to be the biggest game of the year, um, you know, unless we make MLS Cup. Um, so Abner, now what do you predict the scoreline for this game? David, I see a lot of goals coming our way. 3-2, Messi 1, Amada 1, Gigi 1, and Saba 1. And then Joseph and Leo Messi score. Dang, look at you getting that specific. Um, well, that's what, just what I want to see. <laughs> Gigi with the, uh, Amada with the game winner. That'd be nice. I'm going to go um, on the other end of the spectrum, Abner. I'm going to uh, say it's going to be a 1-1 draw. A draw? A 1-1? <laughs> yeah. Miami's defense sucks, and our defense is questionable, so I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, but I think that's why. It's like you got two negatives, so it kind of like, you know, equals itself out. <laughs> We're good so, at chemistry, I don't know. huh? Obviously, I want the win, but, um, you know, that's just my prediction, but always, always Ooh, hoping this... that, that we win. I think this is the first time we're really opposite of the spectrum. I think this is a time, like, usually it's like you say 2-0, I'll say 1-0. Or you'll say 1-1, I'll say 2-1. We're like 3-2 and 1-1. That's like three goals of a difference. So, ah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, well, we can't always be on the same page, right? Uh, not always. 
yeah, yeah. All right, so right, that wraps it up for um, Atlanta versus Inter Miami. So Abner, a lot of slacker uh, during this international window. You had Euro qualifying, you had some friendlies, you had uh, Nations League, um, you know, you had uh, even free, freaking World Cup qualifying and Comnable. So a lot of soccer, but the first thing I want to talk about is a USA. We had two games. We had USA uh, win 3-0 versus Uzbekistan, and then we won 4-0 versus Oman. 1-0, uh, yeah, 4-0 against Oman. Sorry, um, and this oh, these, were the these were the first these were these were the first games back with uh, Greg Berhalter. So Abner first, you know these two games. Uh, you know I think it's just games to keep us fresh, keep playing because you know we're not gonna be playing any meaningful games for a while since especially since we don't have to qualify for the World Cup. But um, for me, to me, Abner, I'm very uh, unimpressed. I mean the Uzbekistan game. These score lines are very misleading because. It was 1-0 against Uzbekistan until the 90th minute. And then with Oman, it was 1-0 until the 60th minute. So the Oman game, it kind of, the gates uh, kind of just broke broke down late and the goal started flowing in. Um, and Miles did play the full 90 in that game against Oman. So uh, those were my thoughts of the game. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you the same same line? Yeah, yeah. The first game, definitely the scoreline was misleading. Uh, we scored early in the first, like, what, five minutes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, And then we didn't score to the last 10 minutes of the game, the last two goals, one one being a PK. Not impressed. Uh, I felt like Pulisic was trying to do too much. Um, I think McKinney and Musa are going to be critical for our midfield, um, even without Tyler Adams there. We need Gio Reyna to be that that um, creative midfielder in the middle because it wasn't there. Uh, De La Torre was playing well till he got hurt. And then yeah, Tessman or Tressman or right? Lesman, whatever that dude. Um, yeah, he sucked. I think it was Lesman because uh, we, <laughs> we looked like we were playing without a man. So we were less one person. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like him um, playing loud. Um, so I, I wasn't a fan of first game. David, I wanted to see more action. I wanted to see more us. Because we're at the point where USA soccer should be dominating certain games, right? It's not, especially you know, with that, li- especially with the lineup we brought out. That's especially with the lineup that we brought, out. especially with if you look at the other side. And yes, everybody, I know it's eleven versus eleven. It's anybody's game. But when you have quality players, top players playing at top clubs around the world, and then you have a lot of um, the other country playing more uh, home country clubs. That was us back in the day. That was us having MLS teams and us having to fight hard for, you know, a goal or two goals or three. We're not there anymore. We're at the next step where we should be dominating these games and games. So the next cycle is really what I'm looking forward to. Um, and also heard a rumor that supposedly we were we had a chance to play against England and we had a chance to play against uh, Japan. Uh, but we turned those down to have more of a home games. Um, so I don't know if that was meant for us to get more money at home or to make it easier for Greg to come in and satisfy the people that he got two wins, which I don't not really too impressed. But David, next two games are Germany and Ghana. So those are going to be tough tests. Those are going to be tests that we're actually going to see, you know, what type of uh, play that we have. Um, other than that, Sergino Dest looked well. I liked him. Um, Horvath looked really well. Um, a lot of times when he got the ball, he was looking to counterattack really quickly, and, and sometimes it panned out really well. Dude, Pepe is just a man on a mission, dude. That dude cannot stop 
scoring and i'm loving it man um putting that pressure on Bologan to uh score and to show out because of course he was the I mean, he's not a signee, but he was the the biggest uh, news that came out when he decided right. to join USA. And Ricardo Pepe has not taken a step back. He's more showing, hey, I should be starting or, hey, I have something to say. And I love that. Because that dude is just out there doing his job as a striker. And that dude cannot stop scoring goals. Yes, it's against these lesser teams. But at the same time, you have to be skillful to, to, to have that confidence to score in that box. So nothing take away from him. Um, if I had to rate these last two games, I'd probably give it a 6 out of 10 um, overall. Um, just because of the opponents, I want to see a tougher... I want to see us get tested um, defensively in the midfield um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with USA. Yeah, um, agreed. And, you know, obviously Germany and Ghana, that's going to be better competition. So we can really uh, gauge a, a better uh, the performance from that. Um and then just on the flip side, uh, you know, because obviously U.S. is always going to be compared to Mexico, but uh, Mexico um, last night, I believe, they they tied three three against Uzbekistan that we played. <laughs> so uh, Uzbekistan equalized in the in like the ninetieth or ninety first minute at uh, the Mercedes, right? At the Benz, yep, yep. And then previously, they're friendly with Australia. They tied two two. So. Um, you know, in hindsight, it, you know, our win against Uzbekistan looks better. Uh, but Mexico, um, you know, even though they won the Gold Cup, I think they still are in trouble. And, uh, you know, ev- uh, us and everyone in Coca-Cola really needs to sharpen up, you know, and get get informed by the time the Copa America comes because we also don't want to embarrass ourselves. Um, so moving on to the other big club, um, I mean, other big country in Coca-Cola is Guatemala. Uh Whoa. They played in the Nations League. They went 2-0 at home versus El Salvador. Looked good. And then they tied 1-1 versus Panama, um, where they didn't look as good. Um, but, you know, Panama's always a tough tough team. I think Guatemala is still in transition because uh, they're in between um, playing that counter-attacking soccer that we always have to play because we're, we're always the worst team. Um, to now, we're a slightly better team, but we still don't have quality finishing and we're still kind of sloppy in passing. So we're... We're getting to that point where we could be a top tier team in Coca-Cola, but we gotta, you know, tweak a few things. Um, I don't know if you watched the Panama game, but Mendes Lane um, looked really, really bad. They took him off at halftime, um, so he's one of the players that was a big, a big move, kind of like Balogun for us. Um, so we really need him because he's the one that I feel is the most threatening in the final third and creates a lot of chances. Um, but the next two games, we're gonna have to play against Trinidad, Tobago, and Panama away. So we've already had our two home games, so we got to play two away games. And I don't know why the format for this is is really really odd. Um, so Abner, the way it works is this is a that goes into the Nations League tournament, and this is what's going to be used to um, identify the teams that are going to represent Coca-Cola in the Copa America. So you already have um, U.S., Mexico, Canada, and Costa Rica that are going to the next round with um, um, the next round of the tournament. And then you're gonna have um, four more teams join them. So you have two groups of six right now, um, which is League A. And the six groups, uh, which Guatemala is in, the top two go out. So the top two advance, and they're gonna join the final eight. They're gonna play a tournament. And I believe this, the top six in that tournament are who's gonna go to the Copa America. But the weird thing is the two groups of six, for some reason, instead of everybody playing each other once, they're only doing four games each. Um, so, and, you know, 
we're having to play Panama twice, where Trinidad Tobago is, is gonna play Curacao twice. So I don't know why the format is like that, uh, maybe for travel purposes, but uh, it's kind of kind of lame because I feel like we have a harder path to make it out of the group than, you know, say like Trinidad and Tobago, for example. Yeah, I mean, who knows how that works? Um, but David, like you said, we got to sharpen up because this might be the only <laughs> only time that Guatemala can actually make the World Cup. Uh, now, with that being said, they did show out in the Gold Cup. They did, you know, um, have a lot of support, and some of the players did show out. But these are critical games that they gotta that they gotta win, man. There's critical games that they gotta um, put some points on the board. And you know, I was satisfied with the first game. Second game, I think we let off the loose a little bit, especially at home. Um, so uh, we're gonna have to see how it goes, David. It's uh, you know, with Canada, Mexico, and USA already qualified because we're ho- they're hosting, or I can say we're hosting the uh, World Cup. You know, this is gonna be uh, critical for uh, Guatemala to get in there, and I mean any other country, of course, that wants you know have a shout at uh, getting into it as well so for sure for sure it's gonna be some um some interesting uh interesting matchups interesting games so at least we have that going on for us because you know with usa it's gonna be a lot of friendlies that it's hard to put a, any any f uh not effort but any like importance to that game you know right agreed agreed um so some other results that were pretty interesting over the weekend uh Dude, Japan just has Germany's number. Did you see that? Japan won four to one. Four one, bro. Who would have thought? You know they fired a coach, right? Oh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Germany uh, fired a Schink or Shank. Dang, oh, man. I don't know. There's just you know, like when they say boxing, like just uh, styles make fights. You know, it's one of those things where Japan just plays really well against Germany's style for whatever reason, and uh, you know they beat them in the World Cup, and now they beat them in this friendly like this. A thrashing so uh the pretty 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 crazy and i think japan has actually been going on a, a quite a tear of um you know uh on a unbeaten streak so uh, that's good for them uh another one is uh portugal beat luxembourg in euro qualifying nine to zero man mm, yeah and y'all wonder why how ronaldo gets all these goals huh <laughs> <Benaldo. laughs> yeah i saw that dude nine zero i was like what am i Am I watching, like, is this a women's game or is this a men's game? Because, uh, yeah, that was rough, man. That's rough. But, hey, man, I mean, that's just the way it is, you know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting, interesting game. Yeah, dude, it, it's funny you say that because, uh, dude, Ronaldo didn't even score. No, he couldn't play. Yeah, he no, scored. he couldn't play. Why? He got, a, he got a yellow card the game before. Oh. So oh, somebody made a post. Oh, Ronaldo cannot uh, up his uh, statue. <laughs> Dude, if we would have played with him like thirteen zero. Dude, he would have had like maybe like like two hat tricks and like five assists or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, still then, killing it, man. And uh, in other news, so you mentioned it, Abner. You know, Argentina beat Bolivia three um, zero. No Messi, so figure he's he's gonna get well rested and uh, they they won that game pretty easily. And before that, they beat Ecuador 1-0 off a of messy free kick. Um, what do you make of uh, No Armada in either game? Well, he did play in the, what, the 23 game, um, I believe. Did oh, he? Yeah, he did. He captained it. Yeah, he, uh, he played in the scrimmage. Yeah, he played in the, in, I, don't, I don't know, it was a, I don't know if it was a qualifier or a, um, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but he played in a um, in a U23 match. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like he didn't go over there and not play. He did play. So he's is he because when he got called up, I thought he was getting called up for the main national team. Well, see, that's what I thought too. Um, but yeah, Argentina's starting eleven was uh, had Amada and Velasco. Um, for the Argentina team. Weird. So okay. So I I just don't understand why he's still playing with under twenty threes and not playing with the national team yet. Unless he got called up for the 23, but I don't know if that would be part of I guess the... Maybe maybe they want to get him one last time before he, he ages out of that under 23 tournament, I guess. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. I mean, because he's obviously good enough to be on the regular national team. So, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, or, you know, because I assume, you know, once Messi... I think that the Copa Americas, I think probably going to be his last his last tournament with Argentina, um, and I think you know Amada's going to play more of a focal point for that team. And dude, it's so crazy. So um, Argentina's played um, forty nine games in the last four years, and they only lost one game. And guess who that was too? <laughs> who was it too? You don't remember? Wait, say that again. They they only lost one game in the last four years in forty nine games. Who was the last team they lost to? Who's that? Argentina. Yeah. Who did they lose to? They you don't remember, to... dude? Remember the World Cup? The very first game. Oh yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Hey. I thought I was thinking like way before that. Did I even think about the World Cup? I was like, what are you like? Where are you going with this? Ah. <laughs> okay, dude. David. So just sorry, just to recap on the um. Yeah, it was uh, um, the U23 Argentina because uh, that the Olympic Games are coming up. So that's uh, that's probably who um, yeah, they're going to call up to play with that team. Him and Valesco who plays for uh, Miami. No, no, we just played against them. Who did we just play against? Not Cincinnati. Uh, FC Dallas? FC Dallas, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Armada is 22. So... Yeah, this will probably be his last tournament. All right, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so that's what it was because uh, Mascherano is the um, is the coach for that. Ooh, cool. Nice, nice. But yeah, man, what it what it, I, I mean, I think it's hard to argue that Argentina hasn't been the best team in the last four years with having a crazy record like that. Um, so, I mean, they'll probably be heavy favorites to win uh, the Copa America, but we'll see. You know. We'll, we'll, whenever we get close to the tournament next year, we'll, we're definitely going to break down everything. But uh, we definitely, U.S. needs to come out with a good performance. I would like to see Guatemala there too, and them have a decent showing. Um, but either way, it's going to be it's, it's going to be fun. But Abner, I'm, it's going I'm pumped for this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of activity going around, um, a lot of messy shirts probably. Um, so don't get into any fights, right? Oh wow, you didn't have it on there, huh? Dude, just briefly, what, what the heck is going on with Bruce Arena and the New York England Revolution? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I had brought that up a couple of podcasts about. You did, ago, you did, yeah. He was suspended, but um, Kevin, so, tell us about it. Okay, so I, I mean, this is just from uh, um, I listened, of course, to Mike Conti and Jason Longshore there, you know, because I get a lot of insight from them from Atlanta United. Um, so he was saying, and and Alexi Lalas and um, uh, what's the other guy's name, Mossy. Um, mm-hmm. So at least because they cover a lot of the MLS too, so they were saying that um, something there was a rift between uh, one of the assistant coaches and Bruce Arena, and some things were said. 
apparently or something happened that uh um assistant coach went up to uh i guess the general manager or whoever he has to you know go for and they told arena to leave without pay administration leave or whatever and that uh bruce bruce arenas i mean i'm sure it wasn't him i'm sure it was his um uh, what do you call it? Not his marketing team, his uh, press team, uh, saying that he um, that is time. I think he feels that like it's time for him to step away um, between him and New England, and that he has stuff that he needs to work on and stuff like that. Basically, apologizing, but not really saying what he's apologizing for, and saying that they it's best for them to split ways. Which David, you know what that always means? That means something something happened critical that cannot be said at the moment but you know it's going to come out so you think that damages bruce arena's uh career illustrious career as a head coach i mean i guess if it never comes out you never it's really gonna know come what out. he said on, you it's so? gonna come out it's gonna come out just like you came out last year it's gonna come out yeah <laughs> um you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I, I, I guess the players were refusing to, to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So, um, you know, obviously the players aren't, aren't happy with what happened. And obviously New England, they're doing great. Bruce Arena has had a record of doing great things with, with teams. So uh, it sucks because I don't, you know, it seemed like the, the, the coach that kind of ratted on him was being vindictive. Um, so it's kind of the, that situation that happened with uh, Greg Berhalter, right? So I don't know if it's one of those things where Bruce Arena can come back from it, or if it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's something that big of a deal that he can't come back from. But again, if the players are on his side, it, it must have not been something that bad, right? Or at least <laughs> maybe something that was said a long time ago. I don't know. It's it's. Weird situation because I don't know if it's a it's a it's a we're just being overly sensitive in 2023, or if it's something that really is that bad that warrants him being let go when you have on the verge of being in the playoffs. You know that's that's the worst time you want to replace your coach. Yep, exactly. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I thought you had it on there, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. I'm. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to see to see what comes out, but I'm interested to see what. Um, what comes out of that because that's uh yeah like you said new england was playing really well um i'm wasn't really a fan of bruce arena when he was with the u.s but uh i mean he he was a great coach for them he's been a great coach for the galaxy for new england and you know it's just crazy to think what uh what's gonna come out of that so but yeah go ahead david sorry to interrupt but go ahead wrap it up baby no no thanks for bringing that up um yeah it's, it'd be interesting too if like another team picked up bruce arena and then they won like mls cup with them <laughs> yeah i mean uh, he's a great coach for mls everybody anybody would be lucky to have him um especially with all the teams that are struggling right now um yeah either way um abner uh Lenny united we need the three points so does inter miami so we're, it's going to be a dog fight out there uh, we just got to make sure we, we tighten things up. We're careful with the ball. Um, and we got to be more clinical in front of goal, man. That's always been our Achilles heel. Um, so I think if we can get out to a good start like we have been in these last few games and actually put points on the board, get goals in, I think we could put Miami in a really, really bad position. Um, but if we leave the game open, either 1-0 or 0-0, um, you know, it's going to be really, really easy for Messi and company to really get into the game and uh, put us on our heels. 
Yeah, man. What time are you getting there? Um, yeah, I'm gonna text you. We're gonna talk about it because um, uh, whatever time you're gonna get there, I have a gaming offeretta at nine o'clock. Probably be done by ten. So I'm either gonna see if I can get dropped off with Isaiah in Atlanta, and probably grab like some lunch with him real quick before we meet up with you guys, um, and then either have um, Andrew meet us there because we we bought a parking ticket already. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know um, if you guys were gonna go yet at that time because we. I thought, you know, we were trying to think ahead, like, man, maybe we should go ahead and buy the pass now before, yeah, um, you know, before it happens. So, uh, luckily, we did. Um, so he's, so we'll see. I mean, where I mean, I want to get there early for sure. It's gonna be, Dave. It's gonna be like seventy thousand people. So, ooh, yeah, it's gonna be a party in the A, baby. That's right. That's right. Atlanta United three two. You heard it here first. Almada yeah. game, game scoring goal. Davis says one one. Cause he played like, uh I like he played with an better. invisible soccer ball when he was younger and everybody <laughs> won. <laughs> yep, let's go. I hope we see you guys there. We out. Peace. Let's go.